Welcome to the Let's Be Friends podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Over the next half an hour or so, we're going to talk about everything under the LGBTQ umbrella. So make yourself some coffee, pull up a chair, grab a seat, and let's be friends. The Let's Be Friends podcast is proudly brought to you by Gotti Automotive. Gotti Automotive is located at 1718 Williamson Road, Northeast, 540-345-4969, featuring a shuttle service, Wi-Fi, a waiting area, and the best service that anyone could ever ask for. Gotti Automotive, cautious like the cat. Welcome to the Let's Be Friends podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Today is the 29th of October. In two days will be Halloween. And I was really hoping to share and bring forth to you some spooky, scary stories from listeners, some experiences from listeners, just to give you a little bit of a chill, maybe maybe send some shivers down your spine. And surprisingly, I have heard nothing. I have not gotten any emails. I have not gotten any texts. I have not gotten any uh, audio files. I haven't gotten any stories to share with you guys. And I really feel bad about that. But that's not going to stop the show today. What... I have noticed is that life is truly scarier than anything I can tell you about today. But in the meantime, one of the things that was that that I I've heard on the radio and I I listen to XM. I don't know if anyone else here listens to XM or if they're listening to terrestrial radio or MP3s or Pandora, Amazon, Spotify, you know, all those those different services out there. But one of the things I, I heard, and it kind of made me wonder, was when you were a kid, what movie that may or may not have been necessarily a scary movie, but what movie was scary to you? And that made me think. I was like, well... I had, I remember being a kid and having um, a Freddy Krueger poster from uh, the um, Dream Warriors on the the wall right behind my bed. So every night when I went to bed, Freddy Krueger was right above my head. And even though Freddy Krueger is a scary person, you know, a scary um, creature or creative uh, character that that is is made to incite fear. The poster itself never really scared me. However, what did scare me was Pennywise the Clown from the original. It before they remade it with Bill Skarsgård. Um, which, don't get me wrong, that, that is a very scary movie, but it's made in a completely different genre than the original Pennywise. 
Tim Curry is a scary mofo, regardless, in his own right. From his character of Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, though not scary, you could see the scary aspects of him. Not not of the character of Frankenfurter, but of of him himself. So when he was cast in the movie Legend as the devil, I could definitely see the scariness of Tim Curry. And it just progressed through the years. Even his non-scary characters, such as that in um, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, didn't seem scary, but you could see and and kind of understand the scariness of him. So, maybe that's just me. I, I'm certainly not going to say to to everyone else that you know it is a scary movie you have to agree what what's scary to you is scary to you and what's scary to me when i was a kid may not necessarily be scary now however i will say that with it the original it with tim curry that has gone with me throughout my entire life even seeing it now in my my mid 40s it's still a, you know, a, a scary-ish movie. I mean, it's, I know it's a novel. I've read the novel repeatedly. I've seen the movie thousands of times. I, I'm not necessarily scared of that movie, but it, it definitely brings back those feelings of fear every time I see it, every time I read it. Because even when I'm reading it, I'm seeing Tim Curry as it. He is just a, a scary character, even though he's one of the nicest people in real life. If you ever got or get a chance to meet him, he is, he is truly a nice person. But you can see the element of fear that he would incite in people. But I, I'm, I'm not generally one to to name drop but I have met and knew Steve Dash before he died I have hung out and met CJ Graham and I have known Kane Hodder for eight years and even though all of them in the past have played uh, Jason they are some of the nicest people that you will ever meet in real life. Kane is an amazing person. And it, it's funny. Matter of fact, now that I'm talking about Kane, I remember uh, my friend G came to her first and only Scares That Care uh, event. I guess it was four years ago, five years ago. Um. It had to have been five years ago, maybe maybe six years at the most. But she was there. We we all love G, and you know I was introducing her to some of the characters, and I was introducing her to Kane. And one of Kane's things I don't know if you've ever met Kane, but Kane likes to wrap his hands around someone's neck like he's strangling them. That's his thing. That's 
his photo op that's you know when you meet Kane you'll understand but that's his his big thing when people see him he's got his hands around the neck and not even thinking he wrapped his hands around G's neck well G at that point was and will always be a survivor of sexual assault and anyone else if they would have gotten near her neck like that she would have beat the ever-loving shit out of them she is a very little person very little i mean she is i i i am sure she's not listening to this but if she were she's got to be like five foot one i mean she's tiny but um when kane did it didn't even she didn't even blink it was it was no big thing i mean it, it was non as non-threatening as non-threatening can be and afterwards she told him about her um, previous experience with sa and he he apologized to her he he told her he was sorry he didn't know and she was like no don't worry about it you're, you're fine I, you know it didn't do anything and I didn't even think about it until afterwards that I probably should have said something to him just to kind of, you know, get him, get him on that, that, that path. But it was the most non-threatening thing I have ever seen. And it was incredibly awesome. And this is a person who, you know, is is a very large and intimidating figure if you if you've ever met Kane, but he was so non-threatening. He was so sincere in his apology to her, and the whole weekend it was it was literally you know Kane just just telling G, hey, sit right here, sit sit with me. You're my friend. You know he took her under his wing and essentially was her protector for the entire weekend. Even though she was never in danger, even though no one would even think of, of hurting her, he just, you know, you're, you're under my protection. You're, you're my, my friend. And I just, I, I know that's not necessarily, um, anything to do with today's topic but that is a scary figure he was he played Jason in in many of the the Friday the 13th franchises and people generally associate him with a scary character and he is anything but that scary character that is the last thing that he is in real life. Yet, when you see him, when you meet him, he is absolutely an intimidating figure. And that is is really one of the things that, that gets me. I've, I've only just started seeing the Jason movies recently, the Friday the 13th movies. And I guess because I know Kane, I know Steve, a new Steve, rest in peace, and... I know CJ. I can see the scariness of the movies. 
I can see how they would incite fear in someone. I mean, that's exactly what they're designed to do. And there's nothing wrong with being afraid or intimidated by that. I mean, hell, that's what they're designed to do. But I guess because I I have known them, they the movies don't necessarily strike fear in me. And growing up, I really never really saw the Friday the 13th or the Halloween movies in their entirety. I, I saw the characters. I knew who the characters were. But I was always a, a Jason girl. Or Jason girl. I was always a Freddy Krueger girl. I, I was enamored with the Nightmare on the Elm, Elm Street series. I just... I, I loved Robert England. I think he played the ever-loving hell out of that character. He really made that character his. And at least to me, he will always be Freddy. Even though he's not in a position or ever going to play the character again, and he said that, I, I just, that character will always be Robert England to me. No matter what else I see Robert England in, and he's been in several movies, um, you know, he's just, he's Freddy. He, he's always been Freddy. He always will be Freddy. And I, I know that typecasting people into the characters they played is not necessarily a good thing or something that the actors want or, or appreciate, but... He played that character so well. He truly embodies that character. The same with... <clears throat> I was talking about Tim Curry. He will always be Pennywise the Clown. At least for me. He may be, you know, depending on, on what era you were born in, he may be, you know, his character in Clue. Or he may be his character in... Um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. He he may always be a different character, but he always may be a certain character to you. And that's how I've always felt about Freddy Krueger. He's always been, you know, Robert England. I mean, it, that's the character. Same with, I'm sure, people will always see Mike Myers' character as... Mike Myers, just like, and, and with, with him, of course, obviously in Halloween, they're wearing a mask, but you're always going to see that mask as Mike Myers. What's even scarier is to know that mask was originally, um, what's his name? Uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, and I, I can't think of the name offhand and I know you're saying it repeatedly listening right now but <laughs> I can't for the life of me think of, of the character's name and I apologize and I, I know I will in a moment but that mask every time I, I see Captain Kirk all I think of is Mike Myers the Halloween mask I, I know it's it's stupid and I, I here I am laughing about it but it it's hysterical William Shatner that yeah, now now everyone's saying, oh yeah, exactly, William Shatner. Yes, I heard you speaking to me, even though you haven't seen the show yet, or listened to this show yet. 
I hear you all through osmosis into my brain. William Shatner, that that mask will always be, you know, Mike Myers, just like William Shatner's face will always be that mask, which will always be Mike Myers. So even even now when I see William Shatner, I I immediately think of the Halloween movies, Mike Myers, just like with Jamie Lee Curtis's character. It doesn't matter how many times I see Jamie Lee Curtis, what movie she is in. I always think of Laurie Strode, her character in Halloween. Maybe that's just me, but I was never really scared of anything of, of those movies growing up. You know, the movies that were that were designed to incite fear, Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, um, Cat's Eye, you know, these movies, The Dark Crystal can be a, a not not a scary movie, but a little bit of um, a thriller to some people. Same with uh, Labyrinth. Even though David Bowie's character is both hysterical and scary at the same time, intimidating, it was never a, a scary movie to me. Pennywise, it was scary as hell to me. It, it just right in my heart. Watching the movie The Stand, Randall Flagg, never, never a, a scary character to me, even though the character is is the devil. He's not a scary figure. He's not intimidating or imposing. Tim Curry, Tim Curry, not counting that movie, just Tim Curry himself, the actor, a scary, scary person. I mean, I, again, that's just me. So go figure. I mean, it, it, it just made me think hearing that, you know, what character in what movies incite, you know, fear or, you know, just the, 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 the heightened level of security that one feels when they see that that person because of the character they played or a movie that this person saw. I never really felt the fear, but I saw and could understand the fear based on the actor, based upon that character that they played, whether it's once, five times, ten times, a hundred times. It's just a, a, an imposing, scary figure. So I'm curious as to, and, and you don't even have to let me know, let the listeners know, let anyone else know, just for you, just something for you to think about. What movie scared you as a kid? What movie just, you know, made your insides, you know, quiver or, or jelly or solidify just what curdled your blood when you were a kid think about that and it's 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 funny but some of the stupidest movies that we can think of now you know that wasn't scary but when you were a kid and you saw it was it scary then were you scared then and why was it the actor was it the topic of the movie? You know, what scared you? If you think uh, Maximum Overdrive, 
are you scared of tractor trailers now? Because maybe they they can go nuts like they did in that movie. Skynet. If you if you if you grew up watching the Terminator franchise, did the thought did the occurrence of AI becoming self-aware and the whole existence of Skynet, did that idea scare you? You know, did the original Red Dawn, the thought of Russians invading your country, did that scare you? I mean, it's amazing thinking about it now that you're older and now that, that we're all older. It, it's strange thinking about what scared us when we were younger. What put us on edge? And I've been thinking a lot about that because obviously I'm older, but I still have young children. And what is scary to my oldest daughter at 25 is completely different than what could be considered scary for my youngest two who are seven and me you know right here at in at my age what's not scary to me anymore but is still kind of scary to them and i i really ask you to look into yourself and hey if you have kids ask them you know ask them what's scary to them now and think about that would that have been scary to you as a kid? Or, you know, is it something that, that you could have laughed at then and you can still laugh at now, but you can understand their fear based upon that character? So it's kind of it's kind of a, a, a weird situation to think about, but it's definitely one that has has got me curious. I can't be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Um, and again, if this question is being asked on Sirius XM of listeners, just to not not call in or or you know necessarily uh, email to to confirm, but just to think about just a topic. I know I'm not the only one who obviously has thought about it. So I want to pose that to you. What do you consider scary that may or may not have been scary when you were a kid? What is scary now that maybe you thought of as a kid and it just hadn't been put into a movie or it didn't have the technology to be put into a movie then or it was thought of completely differently? I mean, we talk about it. The new it versus the old it. The old it, originally, you know, the the miniseries, the the four movie miniseries, was completely different in its fear factor than the remake of it that was made a couple years ago. It definitely has a whole lot more jump scares in the new one, but that technology of what is in that movie may not have existed or been as prevalent back in the late 80s, early 90s when the original It was made. So it kind of makes you think, okay, I can I can see 
that fear now that may not have been there, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. So what would you like to see that would scare the living hell out of you now? Or would have absolutely scared the ever-loving shit out of you then had it been made? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that thought out there. I'm going to leave that thought out there for, for you to think about. Really think about that. Put some thought into it. Again, you don't have to let me know. You don't even have to let anyone know. But I just wanted to throw that thought into your head. Especially with it being just a couple of days from Halloween. So, I'm going to throw that out there. But I'm going to end the show right now. As I don't have anything else for you. But... I will say this. In a few days, obviously, as you know, is Halloween. Trick-or-treating time is upon us. If you are not giving out candy this year, please, I beg of you, turn your porch light off. But if you are giving candy this year, if you want trick-or-treaters, remember, trick-or-treating is not an age type of event it's it's not babies through 10 year olds you can have someone trick-or-treating into their 30s 40s 50s so on they may or may not be special needs they may or may not be carrying the blue autism bucket they may or may not necessarily have a a costume but they want to be a part of the trick-or-treating process please entertain them give them some candy put some candy in their bag make their day a little bit brighter even though you may not feel that it is an age-appropriate activity it may be age-appropriate to them so don't judge, just give. Like every other day, just share the love. You never know what someone else has going on. They may need that little bit just to to keep going for another day. So, like I've said before, and like I'll always say, in a world where you can be anything at all, be kind. I'll talk to you guys again next time. Have a happy Halloween. This has been the Lesby Friends Podcast, and I've been your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to you listening again on the next show. Remember, email me with your questions, comments, concerns, or stories at lesbyfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, the next story that we may feature on the show could be yours. <laughs>